Hail Noor, and welcome to episode 5 of the New Outriders podcast. I am your host, Talalan. With me, as always, is my co-host, Roxanne, who recently lost a fight with the dentist. How are you doing, Roxanne? <laughs> I'm doing doing better than I was a couple of days ago. Uh, but I do have some cotton in my mouth, so if I sound kind of muffled, that's what it is. So I apologize in advance. And our other co-host, Lord Lassarian, who may be infect- infected with the zombie plague. How are you doing, Lass? Hail N.O.R. Well, um, somebody for who's topping, starting off the zombie apocalypse, I guess I'm doing uh, doing better. At least I didn't have to go to the dentist. Is this, this is really episode five? That's that's amazing. We're, we're already on number five, huh? Yes, we are. Cool. And our guest for tonight, Duke Tundra of Star Wars The Old Republic. Now, I have passed him a shotgun, and we're both waiting for last to turn. If that happens, you know, we will stop the zombie apocalypse from starting. <laughs> and awesome. hello. Thank you, everyone. Hey, Tundra. Hello, hello. I can't believe it's episode five. Like, the next one's going to surpass the newsletter. And we started first. Yes, but we run every two oh. weeks. Yes. Yes. Cheating. Yeah, once we once we pass you, we'll drop back down to monthly, and then you know we'll just keep the higher number until you decide <laughs> to get ahead of us again. Yeah, we're gonna have to run some holiday specials or something to catch up. Yes, um, a fair comparison either, because Tundra really just does that on his own, so it's just him doing that whole newsletter, you know. Right, I, I and Tyler does most of the legwork on this, but me and Roxanne at least kind of help, you know, fill in the gaps. Well, yeah. as I understand it, it was Roxy's idea, and she makes us do all the work. Well, I yep. mean, all the branch leaders and heralds and things do all the work. I just, you know, cut and paste it together. <laughs> but, you, but you do such a great job. You really do. And we appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. I, I was, doing it. The first time I got it, I was actually stunned at the quality of it. So it is it is fantastic. Well, it it just keeps getting better. Yeah, I'm trying to add to it a little bit every every time. You know, doing it all at once is a bit tricky, but uh, just adding to it, it's a pretty – Nice uh, progression. All right. Normally at this point I would ask everybody what they did since our last recording, but I'm skipping that this week um, because I know what everybody did at least part of the time since our last recording, and that was the Guild Unity event. I think of the people on the call, I'm the official winner of the Guild Unity event because I logged about 20 hours in TDO this weekend. Wow. Which is a pretty good three-day stretch, but, you know, how much How much did you guys get in? Was it as much as you wanted? Uh, not me. I uh, I thought I was gonna have the whole weekend, but uh, plans do change. The wife didn't make it out of town like she had planned, but uh, I got in a lot more hours than I actually expected to, knowing that she was gonna be here. I didn't get to play nearly as much as I would have liked. I, I, the first few nights, um, I got to play Friday night for several hours, and that was fun. Uh, and then again Saturday morning and Saturday evening, and really not at all Sunday though, because that's kind of when the the worst of the zombie plague hit me. And uh, so it was either, you know, either completely turn into the zombie or 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 play DDO. So I, I went with zombie. Yeah, and, and I was really sick this weekend as well. Um, I could hardly talk, but I did get in some time, a couple hours on Saturday and a couple hours on Sunday. But 
Yeah, it was so much fun, and um, I just really hate that I was so sick because I, I would have loved to have just been in there twenty four seven. It was just it was just a ball. Yeah, and by our unofficial count, this is Lakasha and I. Um, we had ten players from the DDO branch. Uh, Yavul scores Lakasha, Ori, uh, Dragon, Mumba, Norfire, Estoc, Pinky, and Bodhi, and fifteen visitors from outside the DDO branch. So. Wow. Um, that's a that's a big list. Uh, myself, uh, Mezevil, Rallis, and Zalis both, Tundra, Sayella. So we had you know our Star Wars branch leader and our Guild Wars 2 branch leader. That was great. Uh, Virga, Gillenrod, Lass, obviously Rox, obviously. Uh, Raveni, one of uh, Tundra's officers. Uh, Alina and her son were both on. Uh, Rosaline, uh, Demosia, and Talismar. Um, so 15 outside visitors, 10 players from the branch, so... You know that's that's a lot more people than DDO's seen in a long time, so I think that that was pretty good. That's an excellent turnout, and I, I want to commend in particular the uh, the branch leaders of the other uh, of Star Wars and of, of Guild Wars Two. Tundra, you're here. Um, it, it really means a lot, I think, to to see the officers taking uh, participating in these sorts of events. Yeah. yeah, indeed, and I'm happy that uh, so many DDO members were there. Uh, I mean, that's got to be a great turnout to have uh, ten all on, you know, during the same time or the same weekend at least. Yeah, it was it was so much fun grouping with Lakasha. I mean, I've talked to her, especially the past few uh, months on the forums, but it just doesn't. We never could get together in games, so it was nice seeing her and some of the other DDO members. It was nice grouping with Gillenrod, and um, it, it was just fun. I can't wait for the next one. Uh, me too. I'm looking forward to it. I, I had so much. I couldn't tell you. I, I have no idea what I did with my character, no whatsoever. I don't really know where I went or what I did or what I killed. Um, I just had such a good time talking to people on TeamSpeak and just horsing around in-game. I was really looking forward to the rest of the weekend. I just wish I hadn't been so sick. Was there anything about the event that you think worked particularly well that we should try to incorporate into future events? Well, I, well, think I think what the, worked... The plan, sorry, go ahead, Tom. Oh, I was going to say just uh, the, the leadership that uh, we had in each group, you know, running us through the events – uh, you know, through the zones, because you know, none of us knew where the market was or the vendors were. But having uh, an actual DDO player in the group showing us this is uh, how you complete the dungeon and this is where everything's hidden. Uh, I mean, that worked great. Yeah, no, at one point we had uh, groups are six in DDO. I think we had three near full groups running, each with a DDO player at the helm sort of, like, guiding us along on um, these elite quests, you know, these elite group quests that were that were a lot of fun. Um, you know, most of my DDO playing time up until then had been solo, and once you get in a group and you turn those quests up to elite, it's like a whole different game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm a... I hate solo playing. That's why I play MMOs. So my previous experience versus this weekend, I mean, it's a whole different game in my eyes now, uh, having that uh, group experience. Yeah, personally, yeah. I've only I've only played one MMO that I've enjoyed playing solo. Um, but, you know, you're right. For the most part, that's not why I play MMOs. I play them to be with a group of people. So, you know, I think 
as far as Scourge being on almost the whole weekend, Lakasha being on almost the whole weekend, Yavul was on quite a bit of time, um, Mumba was on just a bunch. Um, and then, you know, some of the, the visiting members, like <coughs> Rollis had a great deal of knowledge. Um, Raveni was very experienced with DDO. He had clearly played before. Um, he knew what he was doing, so it was it was a lot of fun. I think another factor too was the the long term planning. We didn't just try to throw this together at the last minute. You know, we I think we did the advertising right. We we posted it, we planned it, we talked about it in the podcast and the uh, newsletter on the forums. We kept reminding people. We kind of nettled and nudged and, and bumped and, and did all the things that we had to do. And I, I'm sure that that's what contributed to it. And if we continue to do these, I think they're just going to get bigger. I, I agree. We may have to start planning for uh, January soon. Yes, and you know, in that vein, is there anything that you think didn't work that we could do better? Um, I know I have, you know, a couple ideas in that range, but um, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, I'd have I have a thought about what I'd like to add to the weekends, at least particularly to the uh, realms that are are perhaps seeing some some flagging membership would be to coordinate some sort of recruitment drive so that when we do have sort of mobs of people on, um, you know, the recruits are at least getting a window into the larger guild and, and seeing that there are players coming from all over the place and that it can be a vibrant branch if they just were to participate. I mean, that's the thing where we could have done, I mean, it could have been as simple in DDO of doing a who search, you know, blank who search so you get the whole server list and looking for people without a guild, sending them a message, hey, you know, we're going to go run this on Elite. Do you want to come with? Um, I think sure. we put got a lot of people that way. Uh, one thing I didn't think worked well, and um, I think Lakasha put a lot of effort into this, bless her heart. I think it was a lot like herding cats, trying to schedule events. You know, just so many people coming on over the course of the whole weekend, um, trying to schedule, you know, a series of events like, you know, we're going to do this quest at this time or we're going to raid at this time. Um I think we have to get. I think we have to get you know three or four more Unity events under our belts before we try to tackle that kind of scheduling again, because I think that put a lot more work on the plates of the DDO officers than was probably necessary for them, because they were already doing a great job of wrangling us as it was, but then trying to wrangle us and then try to keep to a schedule, I think. Uh, I think that was a bit much, and you know, next time I think we'd probably try to keep it a little more open-ended, or at least you know, just break it down to here's our morning event and here's our evening event, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think Lakasha's intent was 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 well mean, you know, well intentioned. I, I think she was worried that maybe there wouldn't be enough to do, and she, she had a pretty aggressive schedule, I, I will admit. But um, I, you're right. I mean, they they did a catch as catch can uh, extremely well, and they just sort of fielded us. Uh, and we're very patient and we're, we're very, uh, uh, you know, put up with us being completely lost and, and bumping into walls and not really knowing where to go. And they, they were, they were just excellent to everybody. I didn't see anybody, um, losing their patience or, or, or getting annoyed or anything like that. It just seemed like a, a good time and, uh, they were happy to help us out and I was, I was very glad to participate. Yeah, they rolled, they rolled with the punches very well. Yes, they did. Absolutely. And, uh, one thing too is, it makes me want to play DDO with them. You know what I mean? Um, even if it's just maybe once a week or once every couple of weeks. I mean, it was it was just so much fun. And 
for those of you that did not participate or could not participate, please come out for the next one because uh, it's just it's just different. It's different than just logging in and playing, you know, Guild Wars two or whatever. Um, yeah, so you need to come in and see for yourself. Yeah, it's like I logged in and I wasn't worried about my. You know, like my progression at all. I didn't care if my character was going to level or I was going to get another piece of gear. It's just like, you know, we got three groups of Nora running all at once doing, you know, things that we haven't seen before. It's not, I mean, you don't, you're not going to play this to, like, max your character and do all kinds of stuff like that. Right. You're, playing, you're playing this to, to spend time with your guildmates in a way that you wouldn't otherwise. And I think in that in, that, in those terms, it was a huge success. Yeah, you took absolutely. the words right out of my mouth, Tallow. I mean, it's, I had absolutely no interest in, in what the character was doing or what he was becoming or anything of the kind or what kind of gear I was getting or, or what was in my bags. You know, I was just, you know, getting invited to a group, accepting the invite, and, oh, we're going here. I'm like, okay, well, let's just go. And, and off we went, and we had a ball. I just agree completely with both of y'all. The experience was just, well, it was just fun, you know, different. I think, you know, in the vein of DDO itself, it's a... I've never really given it a, a a play before the last couple months. It's very unique in terms of the MMOs I've played. You know, you've got a game like Guild Wars that's just kind of a giant open sandbox, and, you know, there's a lot of other MMOs out there that are even more. They're just giant open sandboxes where you can go anywhere and do anything, and, you know, Guild Wars 2... There's no leveling curve, really. Um, so each level takes as long as the previous one did. You know, you, you gain... There's 80 levels, but you gain them all very quickly. DDO isn't like that. It's slow and methodical. And when you gain an actual level in DDO, when you go from 5 to 6 or 6 to 7, that's an accomplishment that you don't get from other MMOs. Um, you know, it's it's getting old now. It's eight years old. I kind of wish I had played it back when it was new. But the fact that everything in the game, there's no, you know, just world area where you go out and kill stuff. Everything in the game is instance. It's got that slow, methodical progression where when you advance, it's kind of a huge deal. is is unique, and it's something that I, I really like in the MMO space that I don't think we get from really any other game on the market right now. Right, I agree. It's Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, it's that universe. And for those of you that have played, you understand that you just can't level your character and max your character out overnight. It takes time. It takes uh, going in groups. You know, you have to group with people. Um, and it, I just, I just love it. So I think I'm going to start playing it more. To be honest with you. It's got weapon type based combat. You know, skeleton, right. skeletons are strong against slash damage because they're all bones. What does slash care about them? But they're weak against, you know, like blunt weapons like maces. Whereas like fleshy undead like zombies are weak against slash and strong against blunt. And you, it has all right, those right. old school hardcore RPG things that aren't in MMOs now. You know, the kind of things where, you know, players now just bark at de developers until they get rid of that stuff because it's too tedious to do. So, you know, I've, I actually I found I, I found I like DDL a lot more than I thought I would. 
Well, that's pretty awesome, Tallow. All right, that's all I've got for the Unity event. Anybody else have anything to say? Uh, I was just going to say I'm glad I got to actually group with uh, Lass and Rocks. I think we've even played the same game a few times, but never been at the same level in order to be in the same group. <laughs> oh, that's true. That wow, true. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to maybe one of those Fridays, the, the spinoff event that Tallow's uh, starting up. Oh, yeah. That, that's going to be fun. So where are we going? Well, the first one will be DDO, but I'm going to rotate through all our free-to-plays every Friday. Free-to-play Fridays. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. And I put them on Fridays because I don't want to impact any of the branches with any of their scheduled events. Perfect. All right, um, moving on. Roxy, you have a little news item about forum registrations? Yes, I do. Um, Recently, we have gotten bombarded by, I guess they're bots, trying to register for our forums. So uh, Lasarian has closed forum registrations for the time being until we can get this sorted out and maybe get some other security in place. I'm actually just hoping that whatever list we landed on, we fall off of after they find us to be a dead end for a while. So I, I'm just trying to keep us, keep our head down for a little while and, and hope that when we surface that uh, we won't get bombarded again. Right. Well, I have a question for you, Lass. If, um, say, a, a member comes and they want to register, can you get them registered on the forum? Uh, they can, Does that make sense? No, uh, they're going to have to in order to – what I'm thinking of doing is, is maybe creating like a guest account or something where people could could post on the forums that way. But I, I, I feel like that might open us up to the same vulnerability. Um, gotcha. Well, w- what we could do is um, – and what I'm hoping people will do is to simply contact their branch leader or an officer if they want to register to the forums. And just all they have to do is – is give them their information, you know, their their username and uh, their email address, and I can create the account for. Actually, the branch leaders can create accounts for them as well. Great solution. Okay. All right then. And looks like we've got some updates from the guild store. Um, I saw on Facebook today that everything except apparel is live. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was me. Um, uh, yeah, we I did a couple of updates this morning at the the guild store. Um, I didn't go into work today. I was sick, so I was at my computer and trying to make uh, use of my time. So uh, I added um, added a couple of categories that have been listed up there but had not yet been uploaded or filled, uh, bumper stickers, rings, um, some accessories like scarves and hats. Uh, and and kudos to uh, Roxanne for those handcrafted uh, scarves. Oh, well, thank you, but I, I want to point out now the ones that the picture is on the website is not the one that I'm going that I'm making. That's just an example. But as soon as I get one, this one finished, um, I'll send the picture of it to Lass and he can post it. It's a horrible example. She tells me she gets me. I get this text <laughs> earlier today saying, "Oh my God, that thing is ugly. It doesn't look anything like that." Yeah. So you know, it's going to be a lot better looking, and you'll you'll see. 
I had, I had hoped to actually finish up the store today, but I, I frankly I just didn't have the energy to do it uh, and, and get the apparel category finished. I've been putting that one off because it's by far the largest category that we've got. I've got all kinds of T-shirts, men's T-shirts, women's T-shirts, uh, toddler stuff, youths, jackets, outerwear, pullovers, hoodies, all kinds of stuff. Um, there's there's quite a few items in that category, so I, I've been working on it. And I'm about probably about halfway through. I've gotten up to the, the onesies for the babies. Um, and uh, after that is the the youth shirts and jackets, and then the uh, oh, and actually I think that's it, and, and then we'll be ready to go. And perfect timing for the holiday shopping season. You know, I didn't even think of that, but you're absolutely right, and hopefully yep. somebody will avail themselves of that. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping to add some some other items as well. People have made all sorts of uh, helpful suggestions: keychains, USB cards, mouse pads, all sorts of little tchotchkes that they would like to see with the NOR logo or or uh or text on it as well so I'm, I'm hoping that if people kind of take to the store then then we'll we'll add more items but if, if you know if it's kind of if it kind of flops i suppose we won't bother but we actually had our first sale um one of the new members over at guild wars 2 just bought a uh, 16 ounce pint glass so that's our first official sale of the guild store cool Sweet. cool yeah i think i might have to order one of those for uh um my dear hubby over here well, I could always use a pint glass. I'm hoping we get boxer shorts in there. Oh, yeah, boxer shorts. Because then I can represent Nor when I'm at work. <laughs> well, like I said, I'll add it to the list. That's disturbing. On many, many levels. It's making me laugh. We don't want to do that. You might, you know, lose another fight with the dentist. Oh, hush you. Gonna expel a cotton ball. All right, uh, moving on to some news from the realms. Um, update 16 went live to DDO the week preceding the Guild Unity event. I'm sure many of our DDO players were looking to get into that update, but they couldn't because all us interlopers were there invading their branch. Um, so I'm sure they'll get into that Woo-hoo. and you know get some stuff up on the forums about their impressions of the new quest lines and. Um, what's available there. Uh, there's no news yet on Update 17, but Turbine did say back in August that after Update 16 they want to start rolling out their updates faster. So um, look for Update 17 news to be coming soon. Uh, latest on Lord of the Rings Online uh, is not much. Uh, they Obviously they just uh, released uh, Riders of Rohan uh, with uh, much fanfare, particularly for the mounted combat. Uh, and the uh, daily quests which they've added, which apparently is a new feature for Lord of the Rings Online. But I, I think they're just settling into their patch and, and letting the players make their way through the new content. Uh, no word yet on the uh, end game that was promised. Uh, the developers never did actually uh, give a date. Um, they wanted to release the X-Pack and get that out there before they, before they committed to a, a date certain on when that end game would be available. Uh, EverQuest 2, the Chains of Eternity expansion pack, la- expansion pack launched on Tuesday. Um, Chains of Eternity focuses on EverQuest 2's afterlife, or the realm of Ethernair, um, and it includes some very expansive new uh, questing zones, so you know, be sure to check that out if you're an EverQuest 2 player. Obviously, Star Wars The Old Republic went free-to-play on Thursday. That was the news that dominated the MMO sphere. Um, we've got Tundra here tonight to talk about that more a little bit later. Um, 
Guild Wars 2 had their one-time world event, The Lost Shores, over the weekend. Um, unfortunately, we lost some DDO or some Guild Unity event players um, because that was a one-time world event. They couldn't get away from from DDO or from Guild Wars 2 for the weekend. Um, just we lost out on that. For the most part, I hear the the event was a huge success. Uh, the new enemy type people seem to um. like. Um, the new dungeon people seem to like. There were some server issues and some NPC bugs, but for the most part, it was pretty good. Did you get to participate in that, Tallow? Um, no, I, I spent yeah. pretty much all my gaming time, other than yeah. other than like one or two matches of Awesome Knots, I spent my gaming time in DDO this weekend. Awesome Knots. Did anyone else pick that up? <laughs> no, not yet. Yeah, if you if you want to play a multiplayer online battle arena, the MOBA genre, which is um, Dota 2, League of Legends, those kind of games, but you want to do it in a much more casual, less hate-filled way, Awesome Knots is a great way to start. Um, so anybody that's interested, you know, take a look at it. The link is still up on the forum. I believe the sale is over, but the game is still really, really cheap. Um, so give that a look. Guess I'll jump in here for Rift now. Uh, big news, uh, for Rift, of course, is the release of, uh, Storm Legion, which I believe was on the, I want to say the 17th. Is that right? 13th. Sorry, I'm not entirely sure which, what the exact date was, but in any event, it's out, uh, and I have been, uh, over there playing a little bit, uh, checking it out, and, uh, Rox has, uh, been on her, her trial account as well. Core was over there, Tallow, a couple of other people, Yolana and, uh, Lucido never did stop playing. I'm going to try to uh, organize some uh, weekly events on Wednesday nights uh, to advance the guild level. Right now we're at guild level 9. Uh, the cap is 20, so we're sort of languished there at level 9 for quite a while. Uh, the guild quests aren't actually terribly difficult to do. You get a couple of people together, you can actually knock those out in pretty short order. I'd like to advance the, at least advance the guild level and begin building up a war chest for us to buy the dimension that we want. Hey, Lass, I have a question. Um Trial accounts, they do, like, whatever I do does count, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I can't advance okay. you in rank beyond that lowest rank in the guild, but everything that you everything that you participate in for the guild, like if you were to hand in guild quests or do the daily guild quests that the players can do, like gathering resources and things, um, all of that counts towards the guild, absolutely. Okay, great. Well, I'm still... Talking it over about getting uh, an account, but I'm not sure yet. But I, I do want to say Rift is is a beautiful game. It's really I've I've really enjoyed it. I know everybody's kind of on the fence about it. I think they're all kind of waiting for one person to drop so they can drop too, and I think that may end up being me. What do you mean drop? Well, Core doesn't want to renew his account until he knows some other people are going to play, and I've been holding off to see if you and Core were going to play, and blah 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 blah. Well, that would be a nice Christmas present. <laughs> Just saying, any that's a hint out to Ziff. Well, I can tell you that once I hit level twenty in Rift, um, and I can no longer do the the free to play option, I will be re-upping my subscription since I just switched my Star Wars account from subscription from free to play and got all my coins. So, I will be subscribing awesome. to Rift um, as soon as I hit that level twenty, which I'm fairly certain will be on Wednesday. I may even be able to get my wife to play Rift, so we'll see. 
Now, if Stell plays Rift, I'm in. I'm just oh, saying. Okay. I miss her. Now, I'm going to say I have the memory of a goldfish, but I remember playing WoW with Lass and Stell and Roxy. I don't remember Stell actually talking ever. She didn't do a whole lot of talking on TeamSpeak. That's true. She would usually... We, our, our desks were arranged. She, I was on one side of the desk. She was on the other side of the desk, and she would listen to everybody on TeamSpeak because my speakers were right here. And if she wanted to talk, she would just yell across the desk and hope that I had my mic open. <laughs> hey, Tallow, she only talked to people she liked. <laughs> well, I'm used to that. <laughs> All right, moving on from Rift to WoW. Uh, Pilgrim's Bounty uh, is underway until the 24th. That's their Thanksgiving holiday. Um, that is the one I know the least about because it has the most work involved in it, so I will never, ever do it. Um, also, WoW's 8th anniversary is underway, um, and that goes until December 1st. If you log in any time before December 1st, you get uh, a token in your mail that gives you 8% bonus experience and rep gains um, for an hour. Really? And, and you can just refresh it every hour or every time you die through the rest of the anniversary event. Um they used to also give you a pet for the WoW anniversary, but they stopped doing that last year. Um, they probably won't next year, and then 10th anniversary is coming in 2014, so that one will probably be like a huge event. But um, yeah, Pilgrim's Bounty is underway. The 8th anniversary is underway. Um, Smart Money says that Patch 5.1 will be launching on the 27th of this month, the week after Thanksgiving, and patch 5.2, which includes the next raid tier, is already in process and will be coming shortly after. That's just amazing to me that this is WoW's 8th anniversary. You know, it's well, shocking. if you examine some of the parts of Vanilla WoW that weren't really touched up in Cataclysm and then examine Mists of Pandaria... It's very obvious that WoW is eight years old. Um, yeah. It can be hard to tell in certain parts of the world because they redid so much of the original land with the Cataclysm expansion. Um, but, yeah, there are parts of WoW where you can see that it's eight years old. Yeah, but still, that's unbelievable. Um, eight years ago, well, actually, yes, eight a years. little less than that, I, I started playing WoW, and that's just amazing. Yep, eight years ago, Blizzard killed the MMO genre for everybody. <laughs> everybody had to rethink their entire business model, and now the the industry is growing. I think 2013 will be one of the biggest years the MMO industry has ever had, and it's going to be driven largely by free-to-play because it's very, very hard to, to survive as a, subscri a subscription game in that genre with WoW out there still. All right, moving on to some future games. Um, I posted a bunch of news items about Elder Scrolls Online on the Elder Scrolls Online post in the, post in the Future Games Forum. Um, Bi-weekly QA with the developers that um, I keep saying Bethesda, but uh, Zenimax Online is doing. And um, I posted a breakdown of the game's three factions. It is a three-faction game, uh, so you know we'll probably have to create three different Nor guilds, you know, kind of like Empire and um, Republic in Star Wars. And then, you know, we'll have to try and keep them alive as best we can. You know, nor, in my opinion, we've never done great. And, you know, I've been in leadership of two different multi, multi-faction multi branches, and I don't think we've ever done a really great job of managing a multi-faction game. Um, 
Well, one. it is it is hard. That's it's, that's for sure. It's very hard, and you don't want to you know you don't want to restrict your members and say you know what you guys really need to play this one because that's where everybody's going to be because you know in Elder Scrolls each each faction's quest experience is completely different so you're literally locking them out of two thirds of the game so that's a bridge we'll have to cross when we get there. Um, you know, I've talked about this game a lot. I may want to become an active officer for this game again, so that's a problem for me to worry about. Um, but we'll see where that goes. Well, there's going to be a lot of discussion about that game. I, I have a feeling that uh, Elder Scrolls on online, excuse me, that all that cotton in my mouth. Ah, Elder Scrolls Online is going to be a huge game, and of course, Nora's going to be there. So I see a lot of discussion in the future. Yes. That well, for the uh, the Star Wars branch, the way I, I kind of market and recruit is that you know Republics are our main focus, and so we try to get new players from the Republic side. But we definitely encourage that. But you do have the Empire Sith side for your alts. But uh, we try not to actively recruit on the Sith side. Um, so I know that may help us a little bit, but. That's a good idea, actually. Yeah, the problem is is having officers in place on, in every faction. It's it's very difficult for a single person to manage. When it's set up like Warcraft was, at the very least, all I can say is that I, I there was no way I could manage an alliance server and a, a horde server at the same time. I, I mean, all of my time was spent um, just trying to, to keep the, uh, the alliance side together. Um, yep, yep. In Dark Age of Camelot, we sort of lucked out... Um, there were three factions in that game. Nor did not have a branch at all in the Albion faction. Um, and the, the, the lore of that game is they would be sort of considered uh, the British faction. Uh, we were in Hibernia, which would be considered the Irish Celtic faction. And that was where like 90% of our players were. And then Lady Sweet Pea and her son Arizon were in the Midgard faction. Those would be like the Norse um, mythology faction. And so you know we had Lady Sweet Pea over there. And she was, you know, an active high council member at the time. So we had very strong leadership over there. Unfortunately, we just didn't have a lot of players. You know, we'd do events over there every now and then, but it just seemed that the only time we went over there was when there was an event over there. Nobody chose to play on that side. We all just sort of stuck with with Hibernia, and that's, that's sort of how it worked in... And wow, I remember we had you know some events on the Horde side and did some stuff on the Horde side, but it never really seemed to stick for many people. No, I think it was because of a, a, a top-down problem. You know, you have an active and engaged, uh, dynamic officer who who loves the horse side or or loves whatever faction that they're they're playing, and and that that kind of thing is contagious. It's infectious. It'll it'll spread to the other members and it'll spread to other players as well. That's I think that's the only way you're going to get a, a multi-faction game to work is to have strong officers in every faction. Absolutely, I agree 100 percent with a, a that. Council of branch leaders. <laughs> Each playing a different faction. I think that would work. Uh, moving on to Neverwinter, which is coming out the early part of 2013. Uh, Tundra was kind enough to post uh, two class videos to the forum, the Control Wizard and the Guardian Fighter. Uh, the Control Wizard is a DPS and CC class, and the Guardian Fighter is a tank. And I'm very excited for this one. <laughs> I'm very excited for the Foundry mode. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance to group with Scourge specifically in DDO, um, but the man... No, I did not. He knows Dungeons & Dragons way too well 
And, like, in that game, when you get to, like, top level, you can, like, rebirth your character and reroll its stats and play through it again. And he's, like, on his third playthrough of the same character, so it's, like, as elite as elite can get. With the Foundry mode with Neverwinter, I'm going to design quests with the sole purpose of killing Scorch. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can design your own quests, you can design your own events and stuff, and that's my goal. I'm going to kill Scorch. I'm going to try and make it fair so that it's completable, but... Just enough that I can kill him. Because, yeah, what he did in DDO compared to what anybody else could do, especially all his visitors, was just insane. Um, he's very good at that game and very good at the, the dungeon dra- Dungeons and Dragons world in particular. That's going to be a fun game. I can't wait for that to come out. Well, I'll certainly be interested to see what the score tallies up as, although I think my money's going to be on Scourge Tallow. Yeah, probably. All right. Uh, did you have anything for MacWarrior this week, Lass? Uh, no, only to plug it again. That I'm. It's it's my new favorite pet little game that I play. Um, uh, but there, there is a, a patch coming up on uh, Tuesday, the twentieth, where they're they're actually threatening to fix a couple of bugs that have been going going. Uh, some stability issues they're hoping to have ironed out, and also uh, skins and colors should finally be available to people who want to customize their mechs and add colors and color schemes and decals and all sorts of other trappings that would like to decorate their mechs if they would like to do so. So I can, oh. I can have a hot pink mech with, like, unicorns on it? There was yes! a, a, it was actually a, a thread on the developer's forum that mentioned that uh, the only side effect of coloring your mech, that particular hot pink, is that you are automatically targeted by any and all weapons. <laughs> but it'd be pretty. You go for it, Rax. I will. <laughs> um, it, listen, but before we move to our primary topic tonight, I'd like to uh, uh, mention a few words about Steam, if that's okay. Fire away. All right. Uh, for those of you listening that um, don't have Steam installed, Please get Steam. It is amazing because not only can you chat with your friends, but you can purchase games and play games with other people. So much fun. If you haven't checked check it out, checked it out, please check it out because it is it's worth well worth well worth it. Well thank you. And oh, thank you. Speaking of our mm-hmm. primary discussion topic, that is, of course, Star Wars The Old Republic being free to play. Um, that was the biggest news item in MMOs this week. Um, obviously, when any game makes a shift from subscriptions to free to play, there's a certain amount of consternation with a certain group of people, but um, generally, free to play, in, in my opinion, has kept games alive and kicking a lot longer than the subscription model would have if they had desperately clung to that. So um, we're going to talk about free-to-play here with Duke Tundra. Um, overall, you know, I don't know what your experience is with other free-to-play games, but how do you see Star Wars' free-to-play offering stacking up with some other games like DDO or EverQuest? Well, um, I, I really have not played too many other games. I, I really kind of stick with one game. And I'm on it for the long haul, so I don't have as much experience comparing it to other ones. But as far as some like first impressions, uh, I'm pretty happy. I mean, I went to log on, and it was a, a heavy, full red status server, so there's definitely a lot of new people playing. Uh, I was extremely happy as a you know guild perspective that we had, I think, about seven 
players uh, on the Star Wars branch that hadn't uh, really been there. I know, uh, you know, Rox, uh, she rolled uh, a new character, it looks like. Um, Talwin, you were on. Um, somebody from Guild Wars. We had an additional two players that have been MIA for a good three months uh, logging on. So I, I really feel we're going to get a lot of uh, returning players and uh, players that are from the other branches trying out the, the free free to play. Now, for somebody who wants to, now that it is free to play, um, for somebody coming to Star Wars new, what kind of restrictions should they expect from the first time they fire up the game, roll their character, and start leveling? Uh, the biggest restrictions are going to be a lot of convenience thing. Um, it seems Bioware really wants you to be able to to play level one through fifty, get to try you know all the different content, be it uh, the PvP war zones and the flashpoints. But you're just kind of limited to how many times you could do that a week. I believe it's three war zones, which are the PvP areas, uh, a week. Three of the flashpoints, which are the group dungeons, a week. But as far as you know, casual play, leveling one through fifty, uh, aside for some uh, convenience items like you know additional backpacks and uh, speed, uh, like uh, mounts and things like that, you're going to have to spend a little money if you want to get those additional features. But uh, I think the big thing is in-game, once you do get to that uh, level 50, and you're limited to only two characters, so you can't play too many ults, uh, you're either will have to pay a little money each week to... You know, keep seeing the end game or subscribe to a monthly uh, package. I don't understand why anybody would ever need more than two characters to anything, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> Tundra, have you have you have you lost anybody? Have you noticed anybody uh, bailing on you? Um, when free to play first got announced, we did have a couple, or at least one person that just kind of up and left. They uh, afraid of, you know, the the more immature crowd or the undedicated players, but uh, I don't think we've really had any specifically leaving aside from that from free to play. Um, hopefully that you know doesn't happen because I, I do see a lot of potential for it being free to play. Well, and obviously being free to play opens you up to future um, Guild Unity events. Uh, yes, I uh, I'm looking forward to that. So well, you, you mentioned, you know, having to pay a little bit to do operations. Say that, you know, I play free-to-play and I go, you know, 1 to 50 through, you know, the, the, the questing experience since they didn't really block that in any way. Um, I'm not worried about the convenience items or whatever. But when I hit 50, um, I want to participate in, we'll say, you know, operations. Um, I'm not really interested in PvP, that kind of thing, but I want to raid, um, what do I need to do short of a subscription to make that happen? Yeah, and this is the part I think is is pretty good because you can, you know, raid weekly with with the guild and not spend anywhere near as much as a subscriber. Um, you do have to get a couple basic things purchased and out of the way uh, because in game is all about the gear. You got to get the gear in order to go to the next in game zone. So the biggest thing, uh, you have to get access to the purple gear or the artifact gear. That's, you know, the, the highest 
quality. So it's a, a one-time purchase, of, uh, depending on if you buy your, your cartel coins in bulk or not, is anywhere from $8.5 to $13.5. So once you have that portion unlocked, then the gear that you get from these raids, you should be able to equip them. So um, you would buy a weekly pass, which will give you um, operations all week long. Um, we currently raid every Tuesday, so if you buy a uh, uh, a weekly content pass, uh, those are about a dollar seventy-five to to two seventy-five, depending again on if you buy your your coins in in bulk rate or not. Um, so for initially, if you spend twenty bucks. That's going to give you 2,400 cartel points, and you'll spend a chunk of them on your artifact purple uh, gear, and then the remaining money gives you about five weeks of uh, flashpoints, or sorry, not flashpoints, but operations, uh, which are are the raids. And if you don't raid every week, you know, you don't have to spend your weekly pass. You can save it for a week you can, so you could probably make those you know, last a good while. Well, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. So these these passes that you acquire, you you you're able to use them on demand. You retain them. They don't, they don't have like a timer attached to them or anything. The pass itself, I don't believe, has any kind of timer. It's just once you use it, then you have a, a seven day clock running. Awesome. And it sounds like that you know if you want if you're a a one portion of the game like player like I just you know gave in the example so you know I buy the access to the purple gear I'd say I buy buy, buy points in bulk buy the the operations um, and I do operations every week it comes to like if I wanted to do them like every week with Nor it would come to like eight bucks a month instead of a fifteen dollar subscription yep that's about right because once you buy the artifact uh, twenty dollars gives you twenty four hundred points which is ten weeks worth of a uh, uh, game time. Well, that's not bad at all. How do you think this is going to impact the the old republic itself? Not necessarily Nor, but the game. Um, how do you see its long term health being affected by this? Um, I mean, I, I don't see that it can hurt. Uh, I guess if there's uh, some long server wait times for people that uh, are not subbing, that could be a turnoff. Because uh, I mean, this past weekend. It has been very heavy servers. Uh, as a sub person, I didn't have to wait, but as a free to play, you have to wait in line. And with the server migration or mergers a couple months ago, there's there's really not that many servers anymore. So if it does catch on, they may have to create uh, some additional servers. Well, that would be positive PR for them. Indeed. Look at us growing. We just had to increase our server capacity by 10%. That would be that would be big. That would bring in even more people. And have you gotten a chance to talk with any of your members specifically? I know you said one person left because of it, but uh, talk to any of your members specifically about free-to-play, and do you know if any of them are going to switch from subscription to free or anything like that? Um, no. No. Um we talked just a little bit uh, before the podcast because I saw some new people that I hadn't seen in a while log on, and they actually said the <laughs> they downloaded it because of free to play, and then once they logged in, they went ahead and resubbed. Uh, so that's 
I, I'm sure what Star Wars Bioware is going for is uh, once people are back in game, uh, the convenience of having a subscription and not worrying about any types of, uh, I don't know, lower bags or fewer characters to choose from. Well, I'm an expert at not having any free bag space, so that doesn't bother me. Um, that's all the questions I have. Lass and Roxy, do you have any questions for Tundra? Uh, no, I don't. I um, I kind of answered all the questions I was going to have. Or you beat me to it. I was, I asked, and I also asked the question that I did have. I, I'm just, I'm pleased to hear that they're, they're actually sort of contravening the the assumption that once a, a game goes free to play, that it's that's not doing well, or that's going to fail, or it's going to collapse, and that that does not seem to be the case at all here. In fact, as Tundra was just saying, they may consider adding some servers um, because of the population boom that they're they're very likely to get from from switching to free to play. Well, and I'll say this too, just from getting on earlier, um, there was a lot of people on, you know, in this. I was basically in the starting area, one of the starting areas. A ton of people, just like, you know, it was when it was released. So I'm really excited for it. And um, I have to say, Duke Tundra, you're doing a great job and keep the good work. I will try. Hopefully we'll take advantage of all these new uh, members and get some new recruits and, and keep some and and keep growing. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be nice to see. And you know, I'm going to try to get on. Tuesdays, when you guys are doing your, your end game stuff, I'll try to level some. Um, hopefully other people will be on because I don't want to solo the whole time, but you know we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I don't like... I like playing a lot of games because I like... I like NOR members. I like NOR members across every branch that we have, and I can't subscribe to all these games. I'm not made out of money. Um, so... You know, if all seven of NOR games were free to play, I would be extremely happy. Um, and I would, I mean, I've put in, in the, in the about three months that I've played DDO, I've probably put 20 bucks into their store, um, just unlocking some content, um, getting myself up to premiere status so that I have four character slots instead of two, even though I'm only ever going to use two, um, you know, stuff like that, so. Yeah, once I you know get leveling again and start going, I'm sure that I'll spend some money on the old Republic, especially if I get up to 50 and I want to raid with you guys. I'll throw from what I'm seeing on the forum. You need more ranged people than you do melee, and my main character is melee. Yeah, that seems to be a running theme each week is the uh, lack of range. How are you doing on healers? Do you need any healers? We we have an excess of healers, uh, <sighs> probably because I'm one of the healers, so we only need two. I'm That's unusual. <laughs> Yeah. See, and I, I recently came into healing. Uh, last year I made a shaman in Warcraft, and I discovered two things. First, healing is extremely easy, um, and I'm sort of leery about anybody who's ever complained about it. Um, if you have a bad group, if you have a bad group, I understand completely how it can be hard to keep everybody alive. But if you have even a decent group in front of you, healing is really easy. No, healing isn't difficult. It's what happens to the healer that's difficult. It's, yes, it's the it's the complaining and the whining and the, your healing sucks and all this other crap that goes with it. See, that's I, right. I my my death knight was primarily a tank before I made my healer, so I had to deal with the tank hate, and that's way worse than any healer hate. True enough. Oh. 
So maybe I'll make a ranged. Uh, maybe I'll turn my my Jedi Sage into some kind of ranged, if that's an option. I don't know if it is. No, this has been like a a, a stripe of NOR. It's it's to have okay, we've got everybody at max level, and we've got seventy five DPS, one tank, and one healer. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's typical. That's yeah, that's typical NOR, and I don't understand why that is because. Well, I understand why people don't want to tank. I don't understand why people don't want to heal. Um, I don't understand why people don't want to tank. I love tanking. I I, I actually like tanking um, on specific classes. Well, I hate healing. But I don't find it as easy as you guys do. The problem the problem I see with tanking in most games is that the tank is the de facto leader of the group. And there are just certain people who might be right. excellent tanks who don't want to lead the group. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, when I came back to WoW, I was playing with my brother. I didn't know any of the dungeons. I came to Cata a couple months late. He was, you know, in the dungeons. So I was tanking, and he would say, okay, now go left. And I'd go left. Okay, this boss does this. And I'm like, okay, great. He led the group. I did the tanking. Made tanking really easy. So I understand why people don't want to tank, because then you're the de facto leader. But um, healing, I don't get. I don't understand. I don't know how that happened either. I don't know when that's, that, that switch occurred, because in the... Prior to me refinding uh, NOR, uh, and when I was raiding Molten Core with uh, the guild that I was with on the other server, when we were, it was still a 40-man raid, neither of the tanks were in charge uh, of anything, really. There, was, there, was, there were two officers in the guild that were running the entire raid, and they had class captains that sort of helped disseminate information, but the tanks didn't make any calls as far as when to pull, who to pull, how to pull, or where they were going. And when I played Dark Age of oh, Camelot, wow. when I played Dark Age of Camelot, who the person who led the group is the person who wanted to lead the group, regardless of the role they filled. Um, so I don't know. Somewhere along the line, Tank became the guy in charge, and I think that turned a lot of people off of tanking. Yeah, it was Jip. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it just like makes sense. I'm sorry. Would you say that? I said I don't really mind because I like bossing people around, but for other people, I can see where it'd be a problem. You are bossy. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Anything else for Tundra or about Tundra? To Tundra? From Tundra? <laughs> Just keep up the good work. I gotta, I, I gotta chime in, you know, a second about Bossy Lassarian. Um I will say, without seeing his character in DDO, I picked his hairstyle and color. He did. I, oh, I yeah. said, I bet you're the dude with a white ponytail, and he was. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason for that. Yes. Because you you're old? <laughs> that's, that's, that's who his Lissarian is. That's the, see, he knows. The that's, old that's, dude. When he, that's, when he writes the story of Lassarian, it's not gonna, it's not gonna matter what game he's in or what he's doing, it's gonna be a guy with a sword and a shield and a white ponytail. Uh-huh. <laughs> now the only game I did not have a ponytail in was Star Wars. Cause they really were ponytails, they were more like rat tails. Well yeah, that's the Jedi Padawan tail. Yeah, and I wasn't doing that. Yeah. Maybe the cartel will bring uh, some new customizations to some new fix you up. Yeah. I'm going to spend my, my cartel points on my quaff. <laughs> Your quaff, okay. And I'm, yeah, I'm liking that, you know, I have 1,800 cartel coins. Um, I probably should have been playing Star Wars the last couple months while I was subscribed to it, but 
Um, I wasn't, but I have 1,800 coins now, so I can, I mean, I can do a lot with that. Now, the only thing I've bought, oh, sorry. <laughs> the only thing I uh, bought with my coins so far is the Outrider jacket. So, so the next guild meeting, I can, can have my motorcycle jacket, or my swoop Outrider jacket. Hey, nice. Awesome. That is but I still prefer the satchel. Alright, we're going to move on to some realm events. As we said, endgame nights for Star Wars are on Tuesdays. What are you guys doing tomorrow night? Oh, sorry, that was a question to me. <laughs> uh, we're going to not so much do a raid tomorrow because uh, this weekend was the new 1.5 update. There's a new level 50 mission area with some heroic quests and an uh, in-game world boss. So I think we're going to do all the new missions and maybe take a swing or two at the new end world boss. Is this the world boss that gets a little bit tougher every time he dies? Correct. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if how the, the stack works. Basically, if he dies, he gets a stack, and then he's harder, and the loot is better. Kill him again, he gets another buff stack. Uh, so I don't know if that just follows the individual player or group, or if he actually has a stack permanently on him until, you know, the server's reset. Now, was HK51 introduced in patch 1.5? Uh, yes, in the uh, the getting quest series is in this new area that we are. Okay. However, the quest itself takes you throughout the galaxy to all the different worlds. And so for people who maybe didn't play the... Um, Knights of the Old Republic games, you had HK-47 in those, who was a life-form-hating evil droid assassin um, who constantly called you a meatbag. And uh, Bioware has brought him back as HK-51, the updated version for the Old Republic. So he will probably still hate you and your, your, you know, being an organism and being a meatbag, so that'll be fun. So it's Bender. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's 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 homicidal bender with a gun. Oh, I like it. I didn't now didn't Raveni or somebody post one of the members that they got that droid? That's correct. Uh Raveni uh spent so Thursday, Friday, uh working hard on getting the quest. Um so he got that completed and uh, posted a screenshot on the web. And then he logged into DDO and uh spent several hours. Wow. Busy guy. Oh wow. Yeah. All right, and then Rift, uh, as last said, he'll be doing guild questing nights on Wednesdays. Um, I don't know anything about guild what? questing in Rift, um, but I will be logging in with my, I think it's a level 19 now, and working on getting that up to the point of being useful. What time is that on uh, Wednesday? Just whenever people show up, or what? I think I set it for 9 EST. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, really whenever people show up, and, and if we have more than, than we need. Uh, the nice thing about the, the, the guild quest is that it, it doesn't matter what level you are. You don't have to be level 50 or level 30 or anything like that. If you, if you just close, like the one that we're doing this week is close 100 uh, level-appropriate rifts or rifts that give you experience. Right, right, So yeah. you, you just go around in appropriate-sized groups with appropriate levels and, and just go around closing every rift that shows up, and uh, we'll get some guild experience. Awesome. Count me in. Sweet. Uh, Guild Wars 2 has their regular slate of events. Uh, Vista Knights on Thursdays have kind of moved into 
uh, Vista slash Crafting Nights, uh, where they gather materials and that kind of thing. Um, dungeon runs are still on Saturdays. If five people show up, they'll do one dungeon. If ten shows up, they'll do two. And then Sundays are World versus World Nights. Um, I do not know if they're playing offense or defense this time. Uh, last time I participated, we played defense. Personally, I think playing offense is more fun, but that's just because I don't like defending stuff and having that kind of responsibility. I just like attacking. <laughs> this, is, this is why we have too many DPS, Tallow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I have, I have a tank. I play it as a DPS most of the time, but I have a tank. All right, and then I will be starting free-to-play Fridays. Uh, Fridays are the busiest night of the week for most people, so this will probably be the one of the lesser attended events on the schedule, but I have nothing to do on Friday nights, so um, Friday nights I am going to roll through our free-to-play realms in a semi-regular rotation, um, and anybody who wants to join me is certainly welcome to. I have a suggestion for that, actually. Sure. I think we should all meet up in uh, TeamSpeak. Well, of course. And what time is this going to be? Um, I will be starting at, I believe I have it at 8 p.m. Eastern um, okay. Friday, but anytime you show up is fine. Okay, cool. I'll be there. Uh, Mac Warrior Online, the first uh, Team Nor action, uh, should be Sunday the 25th after the now-canceled High Council meeting. <laughs> yeah, if we... Uh... Well, it's it's the holiday weekend, so I mean, it's, I, I'm it's, not really expecting yeah, too many people to show up. It's, it's you know. a holiday weekend, so we don't know who's going to be there, but we need four to queue as a group, and then to queue at the next level, we need all eight. So if we have more than four, we can rotate some people out, but I think to queue as a group, we do need four there minimum. I think doing the four first, frankly, there. is the way to go anyway, because... If we queue as four, will it queue us against eight people that are random, or will there be a group of four in the other group as well? It will queue us against eight people that are random. But if we queue as all eight, will it make us play against another group of eight? It will make us play against another group of eight. You got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, That makes sense. Um, As we said last week or two weeks ago, all of the events are on the Google Calendar uh, listed on the portal. You can subscribe to that on your mobile phone. Uh, the instructions are on the forum, thanks to Tundra. It's very easy. Two clicks, and I had it on my Android phone. Um, I'm pretty sure Roxy just emailed her phone to Tundra, or mailed her phone to Tundra. You should be <laughs> getting it any day now. Oh, <laughs> uh, is this holiday shipping? Who knows? <laughs> That's true. And we do have some uh, extra happy squirings and promotions this week. Guild Wars 2 has two new squires. Um, Alzadel and uh, Schmexy Frau, uh, which is just Schmexy Frau, Schmexy, which is just an awesome name. It really is. Um, Alzadel, I want to say, is the guy in Team Speak with a British accent. Am I correct? Oh, I haven't talked to him. I have not talked a to him. A British accent? There is somebody on the Guild Wars branch who has a British accent, and I think it's Alzadel, but I'm not entirely sure. Ooh, well, I'm going to have to start hanging out in the Guild Wars too. Uh, well, I thought frame. I thought that was that was new and different. And then uh, those are our two new squires, and we've got two new officers on the Guild Wars Two branch since they are now a provisional county. Uh, Jara, after many many years in Nor, is now a Baron. Congratulations to Jara and Brandy. Um, also, is now a Baroness. So congratulations, to Brandy. Um, your lives now belong to us. <laughs> yes. All right. I think that's it for this week. Does anybody have any final thoughts? No, I do not. That would be a negative. 
Nope. Just thanks for having me once again. It's a good time. Yes. Thank you for showing up. Um, I know we didn't really ask you until like yesterday, Um, but I think it was really important that you were on. You were in the Guild Unity event. You're our Star Wars expert, so thank you for coming. Um, Thank you. Once once again, another thank you to uh, Yavul, Scourge, and Lakasha for their their great work coordinating and running um, the Guild Unity event. Uh, big, yes, indeed. Big thank you to everybody else uh, from the DDO branch for hosting us and helping out. Um, everybody uh, who contributed guest passes to the the raid on Sunday night, um, thank you for helping out with that. Um, because you know that is that is paid content, so a couple people had guest passes available, and you know they had to buy those with their turbine points. So thank you for that. Oh, that was nice. And then you know once again, even though I said at the top, thank you, Lakasha. Um, I think she was on like the entire weekend uh, coordinating things for that branch. So um, probably the best herald the branch could ask for. That's for sure. That's for Indeed. sure. Indeed. All right, everybody, give me a hail nor, and we will sign off. Hail nor. Hail Nor. Hail in a war. Hail Nor. Now we're going to shoot Lassarian with a shotgun so he can't come back as a zombie. (laughs) I'm eating your brains, man.